And now, back to David Spada and Elliot Harris for more sports and torts on TalkZone.com. Let's get to our next guest. He coached in the NBA for numerous years with the Utah Jazz. He had two of the greatest players in NBA history under him, Carmone and John Stockton. Frank Layton, how you doing, Frank? Good, just fine, thank you. What do you think about these NBA Finals? You got Dallas playing Miami. Are you rooting for Dallas, Miami, or you don't care who wins? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not rooting for either one. I, I, uh, I, I, I hope that uh, you know it's very competitive. Uh, but I would have this to say about the playoffs, the finals, not the playoffs as such, but but uh, but in particular the finals. I I just I don't like the two three two format. I think it's it's unfair, and uh, I, I I think it's uh, I know it, it accommodates the it was put in to accommodate the press and the TV people and what have you from going across the country and what have you. But I I, I think that it's uh, it's too much an advantage uh, to the uh, to the team that starts off, and of course it puts a lot of pressure on tonight's game. The second game of the, of, of a playoff like that becomes. I mean, any playoff it becomes important, but you know, if you don't win, wow, then you you got to go over and win three games at your place, which is very very tough in the NBA. So you'd like to see two two one one one? Yes, yeah, I think that's uh, that's a lot fairer, and I think it's just too much of an advantage. However, with that said, uh, there's nothing we can do about it. It's uh, it's done, I guess, for commercial reasons, but. Uh, uh, so be it. Let's move on. So what do you make of Shaquille O'Neal's retirement? Well, you know what? Uh, of course, you know, I, I like Shaquille O'Neal. I think he's a, he's a character. I think he was good for basketball. And when you look back, I think a lot of people, I was on a couple of shows yesterday in which people said, what do you think about him? And it's kind of interesting that I get the opinion that people think he never uh, played up to his potential. Uh, they talked about his conditioning and uh, and his lifestyle and what have you. However, he is a guy who plays 19 years and uh, and has uh, has four rings and and was entertaining as well. Uh, so I I think it hurts it hurts us to lose him, but it has to come sooner or later. I mean, uh, 19 years is that that's some haul, and uh, I think you know when you think of the guy as a as an Olympian, and, uh, uh, you know, I think he had a great, great career, and, and we're going to miss him. What do you think about Scottie Pippen making comments that LeBron James is the best player ever and not Michael Jordan? What is he doing? <laughs> well, I think it's a little early to do that. Uh, you know, uh, you want to replace the king, you got to be sure about what you're saying, and uh, there's no doubt about it that when you see LeBron James uh, play, you say, wow, he's something special. To me, it's the power. Uh, you know, he attacks the basket. He, uh, he has a lot of great skills. Uh, he's got a wonderful build, perfect for basketball. I mean, if God was making a, a basketball God, uh, that he would, he would be it. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I think it's a little earlier to replace the king. I, I think, uh, yeah, here's a guy, uh, you know, Michael Jordan. We have, we have to remember he also was, uh, made the all-defensive team. He was a very good defensive player. He was very skilled. And, you know, I'm not sure 
I'm not sure that 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 if if there would be an argument, and you guys, you correct me if I'm wrong, but what about a guy named Magic Johnson? Is that somebody else that shouldn't be thrown into the mix? There's a name. What about a guy named Bill Russell? What about a, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote an open letter to Scottie Pippen and said, Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's tough to argue against yeah. Wilt being yeah, the Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It, and, you know, you know, the one thing I remember about uh, about Wilt Chamberlain was that, uh, you know, he if, he if he wanted to do something, and, again, he gets kind of the rap that, uh, that Shaquille O'Neal gets, that people always look and say what he would have done if he had the, the killer instincts. But the game was, was very easy for him. You know, when they said, oh, he's, uh, he can't shoot, he scored 100 points. Uh, you know, uh, he can't pass, he lead the league in, in, in assists. I mean, he, he, uh, he can't rebound, he'll rebound. You know, it, you know he, was, he was such a talented player. But we run into this difficulty, and basketball more than any other sport, I think. Baseball somewhat, football, no doubt about it, the size of the athletes are bigger, stronger, faster. But in basketball, it definitely it goes in almost 10-year cycles. The Sporting News uh, called me and asked me to, to pl- play a role with, with the, some special edition they're putting out about uh, the, greatest, uh, the greatest players, the greatest games ever played, the greatest teams ever played. And, you know, it's hard to say, well, Bill Russell is the greatest. You know, Bill Russell would uh, today might not be the same as he was then. I, I certainly would put him right up there at when he played. He was the best player, you know, uh, but that was a long time ago, and uh, I don't know how he would fare today. I don't know how some of the players we have today would have fared then. You know, one of the things that I'm critical of, and, and I see more and more happening, it was sort of a, a stunt when they put in the three-point shot, and uh, the, the uh, ABA did it, and then later on, the NBA adopted it because it was, uh, you know, something that they thought would make the game more exciting, would open the game up. But I'm not sure that it hasn't run its course. You know, I think that there's too many three-point shots taken, and, and perhaps uh, it has affected the style of play. And certainly the style of play is a lot different now than it was when, uh, when uh, you know, Russell played or Cousy played or, or, uh, or even a few going back a few years, uh, back into the early 80s or late 70s. I talked to Dick Mata the other day, and Dick Mata says he hasn't watched a game this year. He doesn't like the style of play. Yeah, I, I, hit the, I hear that with a lot of people. You know, I don't know what it is about basketball. I think people love basketball, but we almost have two major leagues. We have the college game and, uh, and the final four, and, uh, you know, they've done a great job of pushing that. It seems that people out of the region, you know, in other words, I can root, uh, for the, for the, for college basketball, even though I may not live in an area in which we have a major team or, or, or what can happen. I was just up in, in, uh, in the middle of New York. I spent, uh, eight days up in the Cooperstown area. And we would go out at night and say, hey, you're going to put the game on, and they'd have the Mets game on. I mean, the people, you know, it was the NBA playoffs. People living in those areas outside of where there is uh, uh, Major League Basketball really aren't as interested. But that doesn't happen in baseball. 
I mean, there may be more interest if the Red Sox or the Yankees play or what have you or the Dodgers, but, but generally speaking, when the World Series comes, everybody's tuned into the World Series. I don't think everybody is tuned into uh, the NBA playoffs. Uh, I, I really don't. And, uh, I mean, it's interesting that Dick Mata, because I thought he was one of the great coaches of all time. Uh, and, and, I mean, he is really a tacticianist and that he doesn't like the game. Then, then, then we got to investigate what we're doing. Uh, uh that, you know, I, that, that, I, you know, one time, uh, Pat Riley and I proposed an idea that, uh, it got laughed at. But one thing I think the season's too long. I think we drain these athletes. It looks to me like sometimes in the playoff these teams look tired to me. If not the whole team, certainly certain players. Uh, so this is what we suggested, that you play 30 games prior to Christmas. Then you take a break. Now, of course, what happens is, and then, uh, and then following Christmas we'd play another 30 games, and we divide it into two seasons the way some minor league baseball teams operate, you know, how you'd have a fresh start after Christmas. Now, that would give you a 60-game season, and, and everybody would say, well, you know, they're not going to give up the revenue. Our suggestion was that you take the eight teams in the East and eight teams in the West, and you have a Christmas tournament, and you play in Madison Square Garden, and you play in... Uh, in the Staples Center in California, and you have a tournament, and you have extra prizes uh, uh, for the players and what have you. you. In the middle of the season, when people are sort of bored with professional basketball and they're looking at the college games with the Christmas tournaments and what have you, you, you play this tournament and you have great prizes for it. That would make up for the lack of uh, income that was coming in, because I think in the middle of the year, our TV ratings are down, and people are getting a little bit tired of the game. So maybe this would rejuvenate it by having these uh, these two tournaments. Now, the other teams, the other 14 teams, could scrimmage each other and really rejuvenate themselves. Uh, maybe look to make trades uh, or what have you, but practice and work hard, and then come back for the second half of the season where they would start fresh. And the season would end right after the Final Four. As soon, uh, people are thinking basketball, they're enthused, the Final Four, hey, it's the greatest thing. We play for another two months. Why not right then, while the, while the fans are hungry for the game, start our playoffs and, and keep it right going then and end up at a decent time? Watch out, David Stern. <laughs> yeah, watch, watch out, David Stern. It makes too much sense. Well, you're... You're like me. You're old enough to remember when the NBA Finals used to be in April. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're going. We're in the middle of. We're going to be in the middle of the baseball season, you know. And the baseball season's long enough. But, but every season wants to drag itself out as long as it can, yes, even, even if it makes no financial sense. How do yeah, you? Well, how, you know what happens. It makes financial sense to the to the two teams that are in it. I mean, Miami is going to is going to do well. It's not just a game of basketball. They're going to sell a lot of beer. They're going to sell a lot of hot dogs. They're going to sell a lot of parking spaces. You know, and and the two cities that are involved. But I don't think anybody in say Salt Lake City, Utah, or let's go up to Boise, or you know, or to Nome, uh, uh, Alaska, really cares. What's going and on with you? What's going on in What's going on in Utah? There, I mean, Jerry Sloan's one of the best coaches in NBA history, and these players run him out of town. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I don't know if they ran him out of town. I I, I kind of feel that Jerry just got tired. 
uh, you know, he, he's a tough guy, and you know what happened? He never coasted. You know, he gave it everything he had all the time, and then you know he ran into he ran into Darren Williams, and and I think he just said, you know what, uh, this this uh, I I don't have to put up with this stuff. You know, when I talked to Jerry right after he uh, he left, I was down in St. George uh, with my wife, where we go in the winter. Uh, it's a little warmer area, and I talked to him the next day, and he said, Coach, when you turned the team over to me, you gave me two things of advice. And I did. I can remember as clear as day. I said, Jerry, these are the two things. One, do not argue with the referees. They will run you out of the game. I said, they, you can't beat them, so stay away from the referees. That was number one. I did it, and I got killed by them, okay? It was a, it was a mistake on my part that I would, I, would, I would undo in a minute. The second thing is, Jerry, only coach as long as it's fun. The minute it's not fun anymore... Get out. That's what I did. It wasn't fun anymore. I was fighting with the refs. I, I know I overdid it, and and uh, and I got tired, and I got out. So I said, when it isn't fun, get out. And he said, Frank, the first thing I didn't listen to you. I did fight the referees way too much. He said, I'm sorry I did that. He goes, but on the second thing, he said, I am. I'm going to listen to your words. It wasn't fun anymore. So I bailed out. Can the NBA afford to have a lockout? Uh, you know what? I don't think so. I mean, it, it will survive. You know, I, I mean, if the lockout was for two years, three years, whatever it is, it would survive. Uh, I think that the, the fans would pay a price. And don't forget, in this partnership that we have, which is the owners, the players, the fans, the fans would come up short, or maybe they would look to other things. I remember that uh, when we had the last lockout and we had a 25-game season, there were a lot of fans who said, hey, you know what, 25 games, that's just about right. And we had playoffs and everything. What, what do we got to play all these games for, just for positioning in the, in, in the playoffs? So, you know, I, I think that the price would be paid. Uh, you know, it would be interesting. It isn't, a, it isn't only about the money. The money will be there. I think what happened after the last lockout, instead of saving the owners money, it cost them money. Well, what did we learn since the last lockout? We've we've gone to chartered flights. We have uh, uh, practice sites. You know, uh, you know, we 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 pay every player on the bench. I mean, nobody doesn't make uh, at least two million dollars. You know, I mean, where is the common sense here? You know, nothing was gained uh, by the last uh, lockout. Uh, if anything, it. it uh, uh, the the conditions of uh, the economic conditions of the teams got worse, and nobody is to blame. I don't blame the players. Uh, I think the players are, are saying to themselves, "Hey, all we do is hold out a little while, and bingo, they're going to come through. They always do." Frank, we're out of time here. Our producer yeah. will start playing the music. Thanks again for coming yeah. on. And you know what? Let, let's sometime again talk about the agents, and let's talk about the LeBron James thing that happened last year. Is that going to be in our future? Hey, thanks a lot for remembering me, and uh, and have me on again, please. Anytime, Frank. That was great basketball coach Frank Layden. I want to thank our guests today, Angela and Amber Cope, Paul Weston and Frank Layden. Again, another great show, Elliot. Tune in again next week to Sports and Torts.